In episode 88, I share with you why I went to the NAMM show and what I learned. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show. I'm your host, Camille Attell, and this is the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out their remote work options. I believe the remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. Hello again, and thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. At the time of this recording, it is the end of January. And originally, I had planned a very hearty remote work episode talking about shifts that we're seeing once again related to remote work, specifically remote work this time. Sometimes I talk about shifts in the job market in general, but there's some really interesting things happening specifically to remote work. But I decided to cap off this month. I may as well record one more fun episode and then we'll get back to business in February. So the reason why I'm doing this more fun episode is for a couple of reasons. Number one, Ray, shout out to Ray. She is our customer experience ambassador inside of Remote Work School. She told me that she really enjoyed my road trip series. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that would be episode 86 and 87, where I took you along for a ride in for my road trip to Lake Havasu, Arizona for a big RV event. And she really enjoyed those episodes. She says that when I'm just talking about traveling and stories that it's really fun. She loves the remote work stuff too, but it's a nice break. It's a nice change of pace. So I thought, well, I'm in the zone. I might as well just keep going with that. But the second reason why I'm doing this episode is I did something rather spontaneous and went to the NAM show. And I thought it would be really cool to share with you what that experience was like. Now, if you're not familiar with NAM, this is the National Association for Music Merchants, NAM, N-A-M-M. And if you're a musician, you probably know all about this. Or if you love music or you have a musician in your family, this thing has been around forever. I don't know how long. I mean, I didn't research it. I, I, I've heard about it for many, many years because my dad is a musician and he's gone for many, many years, but I had never been. And the reason why I decided to go originally is because one of the bands that I follow here um, in my local area is called Yachty by Nature. It's a yacht rock band. It's a whole thing. They get dressed up in their little yacht uniforms. They've got a captain and they've got, you know, all the little boating and nautical things going on in the band, but they also happen to be really great musicians and they play really great music. You know, all the Yacht Rock hits, right? They play Africa by Toto. They play um, Lido. They play, I I mean, gosh, Michael McDonald. I mean, all the things that you're going to listen to if you're ever boating or on a yacht or maybe just in your car fantasizing about being on a yacht like me. So I wanted to see them because they were playing. And the other reason is I had a friend who was speaking about artificial intelligence at this event. And that's what really piqued my interest because I thought, hmm, that's interesting. She teaches artificial intelligence specific to marketing in an online business. And I thought, well, how is that even related to this event? 
So those are the reasons I thought, well, I really want to go to this event. But then I forgot completely about the event. I was so consumed with everything else I was doing. I was traveling. I'm also helping my dad buy a condo. So I was just not focused at all. And then I realized that I actually missed my friend's talk at the NAM show because she had posted it on Facebook. And I thought, oh, no, I've missed it. So I decided to look into, could I still maybe catch the back end of the show? Because this was, by now, it was Friday. The show was ending Sunday. I think it's like a five-day extravaganza. They have so many things going on. And, I mean, they've got all the local hotels booked. There are events every night. There are folks from the industry there. There's bands playing. There's up-and-coming musicians. There are new instruments being demonstrated. I mean, this thing is bananas. And I wish I had gone all five days or at least more than one day because there were so many things to see and do and experience. So last minute, I decided, let me just see if I can get a a ticket for one day. I couldn't. I had to pay the whole price. And it wasn't cheap, but compared to some other conferences or trade shows I've been to, it wasn't horrible. It was $150, I know, for one day, right? But I knew I was going to see great bands and learn some new stuff, and I thought, why not? So I got a ticket, and I went for one day and one day only, and I threw myself at that day. I was there for eight hours. I, I easily could have been there for 12 or 14, I mean, however long this thing goes. But I got real tired, a lot of walking, and there's just a lot of stimulation. So there are three things, three takeaways that I want to share with you about this experience that I think is worth sharing with you on a podcast. That's really the point of why I'm recording this today. It's not only about me going to this event. It's also about what were my takeaways that I thought could be either interesting and or helpful to you. So here are the three takeaways that I think are uh, worth it. The first takeaway is it's important to do something that is non-routine in your life. So this was non-routine for me. This was something outside of what I would normally do. It doesn't totally fit in with what I do for work. It kind of fits in a little bit because I, for my, my personal life, because I picked up playing the guitar. I was like, well, I play guitar, so I might as well go to the NAMM show, right? So that's number one. And I'm going to go into more depth on all of this in a moment. Number two is I thought that there might have been some crossover with remote work or artificial intelligence, but I wasn't sure how. So I thought it was at least worth exploring. And number three, the other reason is to make new connections and get new ideas. Let's talk about number one for a minute, doing something non-routine. What does that really mean? Well, we get in our routines in life, right? We have a way we we live our day, typically. We get up at a certain time, often, maybe not. If you're me, <laughs> my sleep pattern is super weird. But we kind of have our things. We Maybe we brush our teeth, we brew our coffee, we read, we, we ease into work, or we jump in a car and drive to work. Whatever it is, we cook dinner, we pick it up, we pay the bills, we do the same things roughly on Saturdays and Sundays. And so there is science that talks about when you keep doing the same routines over and over and over again, your brain will eventually atrophy. It's one of the things that, or one of the causes that they say may lead to things like dementia and Alzheimer's and other 
uh, mental challenges. And so when you do something non-routine or novel, you introduce something new to the brain and the brain has to relearn or adapt or take in new information. And so it's a really good idea to expose yourself to something that's really new and different. And that's what I did. This was really new and different. Now, I do a lot of random things, I will say. I'm really good at this. If there's one thing I do well, it's stuff that's random. I mean, you know, I'll, if there's a reptile show going on, I'll go to the reptile show. If there's a new band I've never seen, I'll go check them out. If there's a new dance move that a meetup group is going to teach, I might go do that because I know that this is what keeps my brain healthy and stimulated. It's important for me because routines equal ruts. Ooh, I think that really hit with a lot of people listening right now. Routines equal ruts. If you keep repeating the pattern over and over and over again, you're just digging a new rut or a bigger, larger, deeper rut, right? So that's the first thing I want to say is my my going to the NAM show made me recognize that even though I do novel things, I haven't done a lot enough of them lately. And this made me realize it because my brain was just firing on all cylinders. It was like so many new things to look at and absorb and play with because they had instruments. And I'm not telling you, oh, you must go to the NAM show. What I'm saying is find something in your area that you've never done before. Go do something physically too. This isn't just like, oh, go visit a new website or read a new article online. That's not what I'm saying. You need to put your body and your brain in a physical space that's very different than the ones that, that it's already used to. I'm telling you, it'll just wake you up. Now, for some people, that might be overwhelming. It listen, it was overwhelming for me to go to the NAM show for sure. Uh, and for some people listening, maybe social situations give you anxiety or maybe, you know, places where there are crowds make you nervous. I really understand that. So do what works for you. Figure something out that makes sense. Maybe for you, it's a drive to the mountains if you live near the mountains and you haven't done it for a while. Maybe it's trying a new restaurant in your neighborhood that you've never gone to before, right? So just keep that in mind because I do think this is where there's a loose connection to what I do with remote work. Remote work can be an isolating and routine experience for a lot of folks. It is for me. And so getting yourself physically out and doing something different is highly encouraged. All right, let's talk about number two, which is I thought there might be some loose crossover for what I do with remote work and the NAM show. And the reason why I thought that is I saw enough events like speakers and and vendors who were talking about everything from artificial intelligence to marketing and that caught my attention because i thought why at, at the nam show i mean this is all about music so what what do these folks have to say that that does cross over a little bit into my niche and i'm really glad that that is what ultimately drove me to go because i was right there was so much there about AI and even remote stuff like remote recording equipment, because during the pandemic, people started recording music uh, even more remotely than they had before. And I, this is another reason why I wish I had gone many more days, because I really could have dove into that AI technology 
and I just didn't have a chance. But I did go to one very interesting talk. I posted some of this on my Instagram stories, by the way. So if you're not following me on Instagram and you really want to follow along with my journeys, please do it because in the stories, I'm reporting. I'm basically like a little reporter and I'm just sharing things I'm learning and getting exposure to. And one of the talks I went to was all about protection in the music industry around AI and copyright infringement. And this was such a fascinating conversation. And if you've, if you've listened to my podcast or you're in remote work school, you know that I am absolutely obsessed with this new Beatles song that came out called Now and Then, which was uh, developed and created partially with artificial intelligence. I've talked about it on the show before. And that that is such an interesting process to me. And with the conversation, this was like a panel of four people, the conversation that those people had was even more interesting because they really got into how will we protect musicians in the industry with AI? Because AI is using open source. They, AI has access to anything anyone has ever created, right? And then it learns and it can then produce new things based on things that already exist. But but who gets who gets the rights? Does the artist get paid? Does the artist even get credit? Can the artist even protect their work? But on the flip side, here's what was really interesting to me. They also don't want to lose the um, the right or the um, I don't know what you call it. They don't want to lose their rights to be a creative person. Because as a creative person, they too are influenced by other artists' work. Other artists' work may inform their work. Maybe they even sample other artists. Maybe they use a technology to enhance something. And so there was so much in that conversation that really opened my eyes to just how far and wide AI touches not only that industry, but every industry. And the, the other reason why I thought this was an important panel discussion for me is if you've been following the story in Hollywood where the screenwriters went on strike and then the, uh, the actors went on strike, it was such an interesting strike because not only were they, they um, striking and fighting for their rights around get, being compensated fairly, they were also trying to protect themselves from AI. And, and specifically around AI stealing their work or replacing them in Hollywood uh, or for actors, it's using their likeness, AI using their likeness. And then, the, you know, the studios can use AI in films and stop using people like it's a whole thing. And so the same type of conversations are happening in the music industry, but a little bit differently. And so what this tells me is usually the arts is ahead of all under uh, all other industries. So the the screenwriters union, the actors guild, they were ahead, they are ahead of everything that's that's happening with AI before it's going to hit other industries. And I think music is ahead too. And when I say ahead, I don't mean like they're resolving the issues for everyone. They're simply surfacing the issues. So I think the conversations that I was hearing those same types of conversations are going to start trickling into other industries for sure. And I think it's really going to pick up this year because this is really the second full year 
of uh, AI adoption more broadly. Okay. So that was, whoo, I just said a lot there. So there was some loose crossover. So here's another takeaway for you. Sometimes it's good to go do something that you're not totally sure if it's, if it's right for you. If you're like, well, I want to learn this new thing or I want to do this new thing, but is it really going to help me? There's no real direct link to what I do in business or life. Sometimes just go. If you can afford it, whether it's the cost or the time, sometimes it's worth just going because you never know what's going to happen, especially if you go with an open mind. And I obviously went with an open mind. So the third thing um, that I want to share with you is I also wanted to maybe make a new connection, like with a new person. I always try to make a new connection with at least one new person wherever I go or, or at least have a new idea or just something I can take back. And I'm so excited because I met this guy during the Yachty by Nature show, the Yacht Rock show, and this guy was uh, filming uh, on his phone. And he, he seemed to be about in his 60s, and he was just prolific, I mean, filming on his phone and uploading to social media. And I was like, wow, this guy's really active on social. Like, you know, I don't see folks over 50 that often being that active on social media and filming content, sharing content in real time. And so I don't know, he, he started talking to me. I didn't even start talking to him, but I noticed him. And we got into this conversation and it turns out that he has been a music journalist or really a journalist in general, but he's been focused on music for the last 15 years. And he has been following all of the local bands in Southern California specifically he's been following cover bands so the journey cover band the boston cover band um i'm trying to think of what other ones oh uh aerosmith i mean this guy he he's on the circuit uh he followed he's been following yachty by nature my favorite little yacht rock band right so we got into this really interesting conversation about what journalism looks like today why he's posting so much on social media um, where he has control over his content and where he doesn't. And it it just was a fact, first of all, it was just a fascinating conversation. And I also really enjoyed him and the stories he told. He also showed me, this was so cool. He also follows real artists like Elton John. He had pictures of him on stage with Elton John before and after the shows that Elton John did for his farewell fair farewell tour can barely say that and i got to see pictures of elton john in his robe on stage like really close up these are like pictures that no one else is ever gonna see it was just really special really cool because i'm just a freak when it comes to music and you know i think if i if i were to do life all over again i really really should have been a musician or somehow in the entertainment industry you know with with music in some way but whatever. I, listen, I'm doing it now. It's never too late, right? So here's the other thing that happened during that connection that dawned on me. This guy goes to all of these shows for free. And the reason why is he, ha he gets a press pass because he's a journalist, even though he's an independent journalist and he works for himself and he does everything on like Facebook and Instagram and he he mostly he doesn't really contract with anyone, but he will send stories out to um, various publications and, you know, often they will publish his work. 
but he gets in for free and he gets write-offs because this is a business. And I was like, hmm, you know, I'm, I'm scratching my chin right now. Hmm. I'm like, I could do that. I could actually do that because I have a blog called More Than a Wheelin', which is inspired by the Boston song More Than a Feelin'. And even though it is an RV blog and a travel blog, it's, I wouldn't say that it, oh, and a remote work blog. I wouldn't say that we always stay in that lane. There's, there's every reason why I could carve out a section of that blog to do entertainment and music and, and things that maybe people would want to travel to and go see. So I was like, oh my goodness, maybe I could start getting into these shows for free because I don't want to spend $150 to go to a NAM show, right? I don't want to have to keep buying tickets for everything. These this stuff gets expensive, right? So it just gave me an idea of like what how can I do this in a way that could offset my cost. I also have another blog by the way, just sitting there. I've never done anything with it, but I I always want to. It's called I want my Gen X. So if you're a Gen Xer or you know about the whole Gen X era, that's when MTV came into the fold and it was I Want My MTV, if you remember that, which is really like squarely Gen X stuff. So I've got this blog and I'm like, ooh, I could take that blog and I could really make it a music blog. So anyway, lots of ideas popping out like popcorn. That's what happens to me. And of course, there's never a shortage of ideas for me. There's only a shortage of time <laughs> to execute. But I think this would be a really fun side project and just a great creative outlet for me. Okay, so to recap, I went to the NAMM show. This was the music industry show. I learned a lot. I also met up with my friends, the Status Crows. Shout out to them. They are a fantastic band, traveling band in an RV. I've seen them so many times. I, I've, I've lost count. So I met up with them. I, I strummed some guitars. I bought some new fancy guitar picks. I did cool stuff at this show. And the three takeaways, once again, is it's really important to do something non-routine because it really helps your brain. Number two, there might be crossover in things that maybe you think, I don't know if this is relevant for me, so don't poo-poo it. Check it out. And number three, you might make a new connection or get some new ideas. All right. I hope you enjoyed my recap of the NAM show. Like I said, in February, we're really going to get back to business. So tune in and I'll see you then. If you're looking to get back into the workforce, change jobs, work remotely, or learn artificial intelligence, check out my free remote work training so you can get ahead of the trends and stay ahead of the pack. Click the link in the show notes or go to www.camillatel.com and press the free training button.